0: Welcome to my podcast, today's dream, tomorrow's reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a master transformational coach specializing in habit change. And this podcast is sponsored by the Enlightened Peach. This podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it is recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing, and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. And I am your host. And today I have a special guest that I want to introduce in just a moment. But I would love to ask you to leave a comment, to subscribe, like, share, to get this out to more people so that special guests like this can get their their voice heard even more. So now let's get started. So this is Luis Aguilar. Did I say it right?
1: Luis Aguilar.
0: Aguilar. <laughs> I knew I'd do it. I anyway <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: he and I know each other because we are part our participants in a special group, the Do The Thing Formula. And um, we've gotten to know each other a little bit with that. But he has an amazing group of his own that um, is just growing by leaps and bounds. And he's got such amazing information. And I just wanted to get him on here because he's such a nice guy for one thing. And I would love to hear even more of his story, because you know how it is. We, We have a story that we hear, you know, superficially, but I love to dive in a little bit more on things. And so I'm excited to hear what your story is. So would you, by chance, start with how did you get to where you were interested in being the fitness guru kind of thing that you're working with now? And I mean, how did you how did you get to that place?
1: all right yeah thanks for having me on um this is really amazing vicky um yeah just glad to be here and participate part of uh part of your movement here um so to get back to your question how did i get started um i can't really say that it was one particular moment it was more like a growth process um because exercise has always been a part of my life i think i was that kid who um in class, in elementary school, and high school, just needed to move, but didn't know it until later on. So um, actually, you know, now that I'm, I'm running my own business, um, I tend to get up often in between breaks. I do a little bit of exercise just because I am in tune. So um, how did it start? I think it was re- recognizing that um, exercise was something that was important to me. Um, later did I realize that, you know, emotions and stuff like that get released via exercise. So I just, um, really kept, uh, you know, venturing off and discovering more about it and the benefits. Um, but it really came down from just being someone who was athletic from very young. I used to play soccer. I used to box. Um, I now do martial arts, which is Capoeira, which is a Brazilian martial arts. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of grew into something where I. Um, continuously and consistently try to get 30 minutes of movement each day because that's what I feel like my body needs. And tapping into that, I started realizing that, um, for example, I used to do the nine to five um, and being sedentary for a, a big portion of that, of that day um, really helped me realize that, well, first, a lot of my colleagues and, and people that I speak to on a regular basis, they, they don't get enough movement Um, And so that's the premise of the Facebook group that I actually have at the moment is to help people realize because everyone, whatever if they know or not, it's it's kind of intuitive. And it's kind of sometimes we just need uh, a little bit of a reminder or just that um, visioning or someone kind of um, a little bit of accountability to help them remember that movement is a completely normal thing. Uh, to you know integrate into their lives so I think that has inspired me to take this even a bit further Mm -hmm. um to something that I felt that was just something that ingrained my kind of everyday life so it was kind of a growing process nothing really just I had an epiphany or anything but um yeah, that's a bit of that. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, let's go back to when you were a kid, and you were you like hyperactive Uh-oh. kind of thing <laughs> when you were in class. Is that why you needed to do the movement and that kind of stuff? Is that what you mean by that?
1: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, okay. Well, let's uh, let's be honest. <laughs> I I, um, I barely graduated from high school. Um, yeah, I even remember speaking to my principal, and she's like please get some extra math and English like in your because, you know, I'm I'm really being nice to you, but please uh, go back. And I think that was for me kind of not um, being guided. Um, there's a lot of things that I just wasn't focused. And it, I think that was part of it. I just uh, didn't realize that I needed to move. And I, when I was younger, eight years old, I was like the class clown. Um, and I'd get in trouble all the time and I just needed to move, but I didn't realize it. And actually, my brother, who has two kids now and his youngest is kind of similar. I'm like, I think it kind of runs in the family. Um, <laughs> and the reason why I find that also funny is because at the end of the day, day, um, it wasn't until afterwards, later in life, in like my 20s, that I realized that I was motivated and I ended up getting a master's degree in like marine sciences. So I kind of proved to myself that um, that kind of stereotype that I had as a kid and almost barely graduated from high school uh, was just a matter of me turning things around and then becoming super motivated and accomplished and, you know, being able to do things that I had never imagined. Um, yeah. Part of the difference
0: could be, too, mm -hmm. that when you were in school, you had to be there and you might be a little bit like my son always was. He was, I mean, on the on the level of um, the uh, the genius scale kind of thing, the, you know, intelligent scale. He was way up there and he he always got in trouble and stuff. and, And he was the class clown, all those things. And part of it was because. He was so smart. He was bored to tears and it wasn't like, and he didn't want to be challenged more, you know, it's not like he would have said, I think I need to go in the advanced classes. No, it was like, he just wanted to do what he wanted to do and hmm. he didn't want to, to focus, you know? And so he would try to do things to move his body as a distraction, you know, yeah. kind of feel that void kind of thing. So yeah. I'm not a doctor by any means. So no, I just I just kind of feel like you, you remind me that story reminds me a little bit about my son yeah. and the difference is he had to be there, whereas you did. So it was like, meh. but later yeah. when you made the choice yeah. to do the education stuff, it was much easier because it was your choice and not what you were being forced to do. Does that sound Absolutely. like it might be accurate?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, everyone has their own story and, and, and own type of but absolutely. And yeah. it's only later being aware of these type of things. For example, now that I'm I I just started my business and I realize that I have so much creativity, cre- creative um, space to do what it is that I want. And I don't have that feeling of, oh, I have to wake up in the morning like I yeah. purposely wake up even earlier. Um, so that I can actually get things done because of things that I want to do. So it's it's the choice of being able to yeah. actually do what it is that you want to do. And I think when you kind of focus, that's that's um, that makes the world of difference.
0: Yeah. When that's the people that make great entrepreneurs, because, you know, it, a lot of people do better in the school setting to where somebody tells you what to do, when to do it and all that stuff. And that's great. Some people do better yeah. in that. And they couldn't do it very well as an entrepreneur because they didn't have somebody cracking the whip and telling them what to do. But yeah. it's easy to be an entrepreneur when you've got that kind of mindset because you are so good at motivating yourself when it's something that you want to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I find that it's really intuitive and natural. Um, and, and it kind of comes down to choice because I also play music and there's a component. What do you play? Of- uh, I played the piano. I, I started with the uh, the piano uh, okay. and then I, I keep rhythm really well. So I even had a percussion uh, professors and we played um, it was music from West Africa. I played the djembe oh, and wow. uh, and my teacher said, uh, you learn really fast, but you forget really fast. So I, I and I've always known that, that about me. It's that I have to be repetitive with something that I do. So it, I ingrain it.
0: Yeah. And.
1: Uh, Now I'm practicing the trumpet. I'm getting a lot better. And there's there's this element of music that the improvisation that I love about it. And it's that, that I find that really is the creative space that allows me uh, to really channel what it is that I'm trying to do. And, it's You can be playing music or I also do martial arts, which the basic component of it is to improvise. And it's kind of letting your own personality show through movement.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's what I think that helps me, you know, running this business is to just kind of go with the flow and really embrace that creativity part, which I find that everyone has. It's just I've made a choice to really focus it and do it this way.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what happens to a lot of people is they're they're in school and some teacher says, Well, don't don't uh don't do that because you're not going to be very good at that. And so yeah. they don't even try anymore, you know. Yeah. Um, because there are a lot of people that would be amazing artists, amazing singers or musicians and all our ball players and everything, but somebody at some point has shut them down, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, so it's wonderful that you can get into that creative space and recognize the things that help you emotionally and physically to, to have the best life possible. And so I'm assuming now I am in your group and I hate to admit it. I don't get in there a lot because it's, you know, I'm busy with all these other things. Um, I need to get in there more and do the challenges (laughs) I do. I will say, um, but, um, you help your people in your group, I think, to wake up all those parts of them too, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. Well, I I think something that's really important for me is to help uh, others realize that um, that everyone's capable of really, everyone has the capability of pushing their own limits. You Mm know, some are excel in other aspects and some are weaker, but at the end of the day, we're all human. We all have our strengths and weaknesses and we're all at par. And I think, um, me being able to, um, really be consistent and having that good habit of actually doing exercise and really taking it to the next level, um, allows me to understand that perhaps this is where I can help people, uh, and people can teach me on other things and you have to really be open and be a student at all times. But, um, I find that, helping people realize that they have their own capabilities. I think that's like really, now that I'm saying it's kind of like the most beautiful part of it, um, Mm -hmm. because I'm not saying, oh, you need to do this or do that. Do what it is that feels right. And as long as you're doing that, you're doing what I do just in your own way. And that's really nice to share because we at the end of the day, we have a good days and bad days. And if we can talk about that, that's really being human. And that's what I like most.
0: Yeah, well, I like to tell my clients that it's important to learn to listen to your own body because Mm -hmm. we can play the comparison game all day long. And, you know, and we look at somebody else and they've got this physique and it's like, well, I want to do everything that they're doing to create that. But your body may not be capable of creating that because we're all so different. And so I love that you help them to move and to be more accountable, but you also help them to listen to their body so that they're doing the right things for their body instead of just following a mass movement. Because let's face it. um, The part that I help people with is that they've been dieting, you know, and Mm. so they, they keep trying to put, put themselves in this little box of this is the way I need to eat to do this. And it's, helping them to get out of that diet mentality that, which is a horrible place to live yeah. and you help people to learn, to move their bodies in a way that is good for them instead of always just kind of finding this, somebody's doing this over here. Let me try that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it's, it's helping. Oh, I like what you said just there. It's, it's listening to the body because um I find that what has helped me the most uh, now that I can speak about it is through all the hard times that I actually had to go through in order to come to this place where I am now, Um, because I wasn't always, you know, doing what I'm doing right now. I had to really learn some things. um, And I think that's what makes us all human. And I think that's why I can at least I try to relate to people because I understand that uh, Despite being in different scenarios or whatever, the feeling of, you know, going through hardship and all is something that we can all talk about. And it really takes kind of a moment of reflection and being into your body, right, Um, which Mm -hmm. can overflow into other aspects. And that's something that really uh, I find interesting as well. Um, But really just kind of being in that zone and then sharing, which is which is amazing. And it happens whether diets or body or spiritual or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's go back to what are these challenges you speak
1: of? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, the challenges. Oh, in my life, for example. Um, Well, I mean,
0: (laughs) well, take us. I want to see your growth. I want to see, you know, you're, you're polished. Now you do all this stuff and everything, but show me the raw stuff. Come on, man.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, um, I oof, there's there's just <laughs> I had run-ins with the law, for example. I mean, I was just heading in the wrong direction. Uh, you, so I don't what woke to...
0: you up to I that it was the wrong direction and you needed to make a change?
1: Well, I think it's I think I've been through different scenarios where um, life kind of gave me a uh, yeah, it gave me a lesson. I'm like, oh, I can't be doing that, and I just had a lot. Lot of going up to do because uh, i well i think it starts off with self-love to be honest and i was nowhere near where i am today and by not having that self-love to be honest i just treated people wrongly i made bad decisions um you know i i just yeah again had runners with the law i had the problems with the alcohol things like that and it's just one thing after the next and life just kept giving me these hard lessons to deal with. And there comes a moment where you're like, I can't do that anymore. And then that's a that's a step forward. And then life hits you with another lesson and you're like, oh, I can't be treating that person like that anymore. Um, so it's that continuous kind of stepping stone that has led me to where I am today. I know I'm kind of avoiding your question. You are
0: avoiding, (laughs) avoiding. Uh, uh, I see what you're doing there, too. Well, I used to, every time something would show up, I would say, life lesson number 237, and then I would, you know, the next time, I would just make up a number, you know, because sometimes it felt bigger than others. So sometimes, lesson 23, lesson 237, lesson 500, lesson, you know, depending on how big that lesson felt is what kind of number I gave it but I got them all the time so I'm going to ask you to be vulnerable right here right now okay <laughs> so go back and tell us you were having a problem with alcohol you were having a problem with um um the way you were treating some people
1: and yeah, yeah, you know
0: be bu- vulnerable for a minute your people who mm. follow you are going to love you even more when yeah. you're vulnerable and they can see that if if this is where I'm at right now I can mm-hmm. be there where he's at and they will yeah. see something in you that inspires them even more.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, for example, I mean, um, when it comes to treating people wrongly, for example, um, I have family members, young, I have younger brothers and I wasn't there for them. You know, I, I remember my, <laughs> my youngest brother, he said, uh, I was never bullied at home, but I was bullied when I got back home. Oh, sorry, I wasn't bullied at school, but I was bullied at home. And that made me really think. And I was like, wow. And it's 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 crazy because now that I look at it, I would never treat anybody like that. But um I came to a realization that we all had to be in that scenario in order to have that growth uh come forward, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just and I think it really comes back to that self-love. That's why I keep coming back to it because I wasn't happy with myself and I just treated my brother poorly. Like I neglected him. I made fun of so him. So he was the youngest? Yeah, the really, yeah, the youngest. And then with my middle brother, we would fight, for example. And it just came from a space that was not, it was me being uncomfortable with who I was. Um, you know, I at school, I didn't have any problems with anyone. I was, I was part of the popular crowd but i think it's because i just tagged along and i knew i had enough social cues in in order to kind of defend myself but you know kind of follow other people i was kind of uh yeah i just yeah i just followed the group yeah and i didn't really have my own personality and i remember even uh that's funny uh my best friend's cousin like in grade five I just remember this. It's kind of just a, a memory. I, I'd be funny to look back at this, his comment, and he said, "Find yourself, kind of be unique, something along those lines." And clearly, he saw something in me. Like you, you're lost, and I, I don't know how else to say it to you. So I'll just write it in this kind of yearbook. And I always remember that, and I felt it was true. And I think it just came out in so many different ways. Um, Again, with 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 alcohol, for example, I would. um you know, we would go out with friends and we would go to clubs and all these things, right? When you're 19, 20, 21. And I would just drink too much. Why? Because I just was uncomfortable. Um, not necessarily with who I was, but with with my myself. And I just didn't know how to re- act with people. But I always kept this kind of composure. Um, and it's kind of like what you're saying right now, be vulnerable. And I just never was able to do that um beforehand. And I think there's this just. Um, I couldn't be where I am today had I not, you know, gone through those uh, moments. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that people were like giving me pointers and suggestions. It's just I had a closed mind and I didn't listen to people. And it just got worse and worse, where again, it kind of led me against authorities. And you come to this realization, you're like, whoa, how did I get here? You know, and that. And you start thinking about your parents and then your friends. And, you know, my I grew up in the church, for example. Um, so I'm thinking of all those people. I'm like, Luis, you got to change. This is this is insane. This is really a close call. And I think being there, uh, being conscious enough of those of, of what was happening and what I need to change has really helped me, you know, to mm-hmm. avoid certain things that I could have really gotten into.
0: Yeah, well, you know, as, uh, um, as as teenagers and everything, we we get into crowds and we just kind of follow along with them because let's face it, most of the time, people at that age and younger don't want to stand out. The whole thing is standing out and looking different from everybody else is, um, you know, suicide basically. You know, um, so it is. You know, that's the thing because the thing that everybody as a human being wants to do is fit in. They want to be part of yeah. something. And so yeah. at when we're that age, we're looking for, what is that thing we're going to be part of? And, um, and we find somebody that feels, you know, feels good to be with them. Then we just kind of tag along. And sometimes that can, you know, branch out to, to bigger things. It's like, I remember um, at one time when my daughter was young and she was in, she was in middle school, all of a sudden she started coming home and she started painting her nails black and then she wanted to wear black lipstick and she was wanting to do all these things. And I told her, I said, now, when you get older, you can make that decision. But right now, even though you want to be an individual, you're being an individual that looks like these people. So that's not being an individual. I said, Mm -hmm. so we're going, since I'm your mom, we're going to dress this way. We're going to act this way. And then when you get in high school, if you feel like that's you, then be you. And I was so glad I did that because she kind of stepped away from those people. She ended up doing cheerleading. She, did all that stuff. And she never, ever wanted to go back into that crowd. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I can't, I'm not a mind reader or can't tell, you know, the future and stuff. So I don't know what would have happened if I'd never stepped in, you know, I know a lot of people hear those things and they think, well, you should let them be individuals and let them do that. But I feel like sometimes as a parent, we're supposed to be directing, you know, Um, so I'm saying all that to say that all those things that you were doing, it was to find who you wanted to be. And we don't know who we want to be until we've tried out. It's almost like trying on shoes or hats, you know, let's try this one for a little bit. See if that fits. Nah, that doesn't feel good. Let's try this one. And so you finally got to this place after all of these mountains and valleys that you went through to say, uh. I can see how this picture is going to go if I continue like this.
1: Yeah. And, and just, to continue with that, just to continue with that thought, um, because something that I've really um, held dear to me, actually, when I finished my master's, for example, um, because I actually come from an immigrant family, were originally from El Salvador. You know, there was a civil war. <laughs> my family left because um, four of my uncles were kidnapped and murdered during, during the civil war. So I've got wow. cousins who don't have any families or parents. Um, and there was this, when I, when, yeah, live growing up in, 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 well, I'm in Canada at the moment. Um, we really, I grew up in a community where it, it was really diverse, you know, people from all backgrounds. Um, and it's funny that the way that I was going was kind of imitating what I grew up with. Um, you know, coming from a Latino background, you know, coming from an immigrant, really impoverished neighborhoods and things like that. Um, it was something that I thought was normal. And I think that's why I easily got into that road. But then that's when you're like you realize as you're a kid, you you're in that same situation as a young adult. And then you have this click. You're like, no, but this is this is this can't be happening to me. Yeah. And it's funny because that's what I saw when I was young. But when I finished my masters, I said, "See, this is what if you give, for example, in my case, a Latino a a the opportunity, we can also accomplish these great things." And it was kind of a turning point for me where I said, "For all those things that I saw when I was young and that I grew up with and people that I looked up to, I was able to." like thank god i I there was this switch, and I was able to accomplish um something that I know that they could have accomplished as well. It's just I had these kind of um scenarios that helped me and guide me on my path to say that's not the right choice and and some people paid the consequences, and luckily, I kind of um went out ahead, so I think that definitely plays, and that goes with the um the crowd that I was following and and it's kind of like having those discussions and again, I think people may have mentioned certain things i just wasn't ready to to receive it
0: yeah yeah well and what is that saying that is when the student is ready the teacher will come um so when you're ready to make changes that's when the right coach shows up or the right entrepreneur or the the right you know just the right path shows itself to where you can see it because you know i always talk about how um you know when you start to buy a car, and it's a car that nobody you've never really seen out on the road. You buy that car, and suddenly they're everywhere, beca- yeah. and parked all around you, and they were there all along. They just weren't in your your focus. And so <laughs> you finally get to a place where you can focus outside of this space that you've been hanging out in with all these people that are just the same way. You know, when you can start focusing on something else, then that's when you start seeing all the opportunities that that affords you, you know. Um, and, you know, people don't, change is one of the hardest things to do, even though it's a constant. And so it's cool when, I uh, like hearing your story and everything, you just made a decision that said, I'm not doing this anymore. What can I do different? And then you made that happen. And that's a very strong personality that can do that because a lot of people Mm -hmm. will stay impoverished they'll stay miserable in what they know instead of jumping forward and so I love that you can share how you made that um that movement to the the to the different life that you wanted to live
1: yeah, I probably should have started there, actually. <laughs> that's
0: all right. As long as we get there, that's all that matters, you know, because yeah, to me, absolutely. it's like the the whole thing I love about this podcast that I have. It's people's stories. And I love being able to go from where they were and mm-hmm. as the movement goes to where all of a sudden this epiphany happened to, yeah. to help them. And sometimes, like if if you hadn't made the decision when you did.
1: You still mm-hmm. would have
0: made the decision later. It just, it might've been a catastrophe that brought you to that, you know? Um, I believe
1: that, yeah.
0: yeah. because there's a lot of people that I've interviewed that have had horrible catastrophes that happened, being at the wrong place at the wrong time or, you know, having an accident or something that actually, you know, opened a different door for them. So you are really, really blessed that you had a door that was cracked a little bit and you just- took it on open and you stepped yeah. through and became a different person.
1: Yeah. And I think um, there's a lot of things that helped me. For example, I find that even my mom says, you know, like music has helped me because um, it really instilled certain traits that I didn't have when I was younger. When I picked up the piano, for example, I I was just continuous at it. And I think that's what helped me, for example, uh, later in life to study because I just had certain habits that, or that drive of, if i start something today i'll finish it later so um yeah there's just kind of like different factors that had something to play here And and i i had different things happen to me but i'm so happy that it i don't know there was there was always a way out and i took that opportunity if i didn't jump at it it's like jumping out of a moving car kind of you know scenarios yeah, that's yeah. actually that's kind of how i feel actually that's 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 pretty accurate i i've been in a bunch of moving cars and as soon as I was about to go into an accident i jumped out and you know took a started walking and i pitched i on another car and found another opportunity yeah so i yeah. think that. That's happened to me a few times.
0: That's beautiful. I bet everybody that listens to that can resonate to that story, I'm telling you. Because there have yeah. been so many times in my life um, that I've it's been kind of the same way. And I like to say that, you know, it's like, We can't see the path that's in front of us. We just, you know, very far. And so we don't have the ability to be up above and look and say, yes, if you take that right, you're going to be having an accident. Go ahead and take a left, even though it seems longer and you'll go around here and everything will be perfect. But Mm -hmm. that's what they hire us for, too is to be able to look above and look at what's going on and give them a a better path to get to where they wanna go because we can't see what we can't see. And so that's one of the things that you do with your group is you help people to see this is a way to make this work and you help them to make sure that they're listening to their bodies and that they stay true to what they say. Um, yeah. And, you know, me being a hypnotist, um, one of the things and a life coach, one of the things I tell my clients is that, and you may tell yours this too. I have no idea, but I'll just go ahead and tell it um, if that's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. go ahead, please. I'm crazy. okay.
0: Well, when we tell ourselves that um, we're going to work out, for instance, and we're going to go, I'm in the morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk for two miles. Or even if you say, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for a walk and the clock goes off and you raise up and it's like so cold outside and you're cuddling in the blankets and you say, well, I I don't think I really need to go today. I'm just not feeling it. If you do that often enough, then the next time you tell yourself that you're going to do it, your subconscious is going to pop in. And it's going mm. to say, well, she doesn't do it anyway, so I'm not going mm-hmm. to listen to it. So the next morning when the yeah. clock goes off, it's going to say, you know, you don't really need to go. And your subconscious right. is going to be talking you into staying in bed. Yeah. But on the other hand, if you do what you say you're going to do. And so I tell people that even if you don't feel like going, Make the effort to get up and put on your workout shoes, to put on your clothes and walk out the door, walk down the steps. Then if you decide you don't want to go, you can go back in because you're teaching your brain that you Mm -hmm. do what you say you're going to do because you said you were going to walk. So you're going to go for a little walk down the steps and everything. And then... The next, if you do that often enough, the next time you're, you wake up, your brain's going to say, your subconscious is going to say, you know, you feel so much better when you go walking. If you go ahead and get up and go now, then you'll feel so much better all day. And it will work really hard to convince you to go. And so the more we can keep our word to ourselves, Mm. the more our subconscious mind will help be our, our motivator to get up and do the activity. Did did that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, it's really interesting because I mean, easily apply it in so many different scenarios. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, keeping accountable to yourself and what you do and and onto other people, for example, um, it really brings things into perspective. Yeah, and I like that analogy. It's because getting started is probably the the most difficult thing.
0: Yeah, and you're basically, you're teaching your subconscious mind that what you say is what you're going to do. So you can either teach it that you're going to do it or you can teach it that you're not. But I want Mm -hmm. to teach mine that I will so that it helps to push me to do the things that I say I want to do instead of kind of convincing me that it's okay not to.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we are getting uh, close to time, but I want to ask you a few more questions before that, if you don't mind. One of the things I want to ask is with all the people that you have in your group and all the people that may be listening or watching right now. So if you could give them three things to do starting right away, that would help them to, um, to move their body, to do the things that you ask them to do for their health and everything. What are three things that you could tell them that they they could start doing? And then you can tell them how to be part of your group and all that stuff too.
1: Do you mean in like a practical kind of tips? Uh, whatever you
0: want to tell them, whatever you... It, intuitively, what do you feel like you need to advise people? Because it's going to be you know yeah. different people that are... Yeah. So let's just say they're wanting to... Um, to move their bodies and be healthier? What are three tips that you can give them?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it kind of comes back to what we had mentioned before. It's like feeling what is best um, for you because, uh, again, getting started is the most difficult part. And uh, if you like dancing, try to go into that just a bit more. Or if you really don't move, um, really start simple because biologically speaking, we're meant to move. Um, I know that culturally speaking, you know, working the nine to five, having computers in front of us, I mean, cell phones, um, it's really a new phenomenon. But when it comes to, you know, our evolutionary, this is a million years building up to where we are today. Um, so I think keeping that into account that biologically speaking, we're meant to move, we're built in a certain way that, um that you know not being sedentary is actually really crucial and i think just tapping into that um and knowing your capabilities right so if you like to walk walk a bit more you know really do something that you find comfortable uh if you are sitting down a lot get up just kind of maybe do a a, a squat imitation which is you know drop down um with your butt to the ground and then just get up. So I think it's just doing those small little things, allow your body to, uh, again, just kind of tap into something that is beyond us because I mean, like, you know, consciously we might be doing something, but subconsciously um, we're tapping into something else. And I think um, that's the first thing. I I think it's just kind of listening to what it is that you're thinking, feeling, um, and then from there kind of deciding, all right, well, what is it that I already do? And how can I do more of that? And then, um, and I found uh, something interesting that someone told me that, you know, we're told, what is your passion in life? You know, and once we find that passion, we'll just do it. And it's completely the wrong advice. It's, you have to try and dabble in many different things and find something that you do like enough to say, I can do this. And then yeah. with, you become passionate about it so it's really starting easy I mean I didn't start doing 30 minutes a day um, like say five years ago I I really went to the gym once or twice I really didn't know what I was doing I would ask people advice all the time and I think with time I just kept you know expanding my horizon Uh, so it's kind of like it being in tune with your body and then second doing more of what it is that you do and then third, it's kind of like that exploration. Um, you, who can help me? You know, what is it that I don't mind trying? Or what is it that I think I'm actually good at? Because as humans, we're like good at many things and there's many mm-hmm. things that we're not good at. And when you find something that you like, it's it's worth exploring. So I think that's something interesting. And um, yeah, so if you're interested in, in, in tapping into that type of um, idea, Uh, at newdynamou.com. That's the Facebook group. We have a lot of engaged people who really share that type of idea. And I think, again, it's because it's kind of something that naturally springs out of us. And um, I also like the idea of looking at kids. Um, You know, I wonder to myself, uh, why can a kid fall and he'll accidentally do a cartwheel on his way down or (laughs) almost do a backflip and and myself well as an adult why can't I do that you know it's it's kind of everyone's own motivation to to discover what it is that they're capable of and for me I'm like doing a handstand looks fun so I did it every day and it took me about like a year to do a handstand and now that I can do it I'm doing different tricks and things and Mm -hmm. but it's knowing that everyone has to start from ground zero. And luckily in the group, um, in the Facebook group, uh, there's so many people at different levels. And at the end of the day, everyone's just encouraging each other because um, as you know, you're holding yourself accountable and we're all at different levels. And I think that's the human aspect of it. And it's and it's really nice to see people kind of put themselves out there and and just, you know, say I did my best today. and And, and that's definitely worth noting. So that's kind of like the energy that's in in the Facebook group that uh, I'm currently building.
0: Yeah, perfect. It's super fun. Yeah, and um, I just wanted to mention real quick. I think I know something, and uh, I don't know the particulars, but you got some cha- kind of challenge or something.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thanks for reminding because <laughs> I, I'm I'm not used to being on the hot seat. And um, <laughs> yeah. So we've got a, a a challenge. Um, because actually in the group for the founding members of the group. We have chats and and I threw out a couple of polls and um and surveys. And a lot of people are actually looking for accountability. And I think that's really interesting because no one said, "Oh, I want to do this, or I want to do that. It's more or less how can I hold myself accountable and it's it's to other people? And um i I find that it's a great place to start. So the 29th, we were actually um were we hoping January. We're still- yeah, this month. Okay. Yeah, this month. So we're keeping the doors open because what we're doing is that we're sending out surveys for the people who want to participate and really getting the feedback. And I've got some tough questions to ask that really help to kind of understand the, the reason why, you know, you want to get started in this challenge. And that way we can actually build something that is really personalized and customized for for everyone. And that's really encompassing and really targeting um you know, issues that people might be facing, like excuses and accountability. And I know that we're all busy. We have responsibilities and stuff. But this is a way that we can actually um, do this together. So on the 29th, um, we're going to be starting a seven-day challenge um, yet to be determined what exactly it's going to comprise of. But um this is a way that we can actually get people moving and it was really um something that the group actually decided to do and it's kind of me taking all that information and putting it into something tangible where people can actually participate so it's going to be like this group
0: so how do people get involved thing. in that if they want to yeah and i know so, you said it's a paid thing but it's a very low price point right
1: yeah absolutely so the idea was um for two reasons so it was for me to kind of get that, to be comfortable to offer, let's say a service or or a product and really say, listen, I'm putting this value here and in exchange, because um, that's what I ended up um, understanding is that money in and of itself is, is actually an energy. Yes. And when I give you a value or something, you know, there's this exchange that happens and it's an energy exchange. So for me to practice that, I really am putting this together and I asked if you can just give me for the price of a cup of coffee, we can do this seven day challenge. And it's something that is a low barrier where people can say, the reason why I'm not participating in this challenge is not because of the money. And that's kind of the second reason. I I really want it to be accessible for many people and to reduce the barriers so that people can actually take care and invest in themselves. I mean, if you can invest five dollars on yourself and really hopefully and see a transformation after these seven days, I mean that's 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 an amazing exchange there. So, um, I don't have the uh, link offhand. Uh, we can definitely put it in the description, hopefully. Okay. Um, yeah. But there's a link that you can follow. Um, and then you'll you'll take you to my Shopify store, so that way I can accept your cup of coffee, basically. And then after that, I'll send out a survey so you can, uh, I've got these eight or seven, eight questions, difficult questions to ask you, the reasons why, what are your excuses and things like that, and what it is it that you want to see out of the challenge. And then once you fill that, we can kind of put all that together and really um, kind of, um, yeah, make this thing come alive. Uh, so that takes place on the 29th. So there's a couple of weeks left. Like I what, mentioned- What time
0: does it happen?
1: that is to be determined you don't
0: know yet okay
1: no not not yet um so hopefully um by let's say today is the 17th maybe 3 4 more days um to accept um more entries and that way we can have enough time to actually look at what it is that the responses came and then really build something from there
0: okay well that yeah. sounds amazing but thank you for sharing that and i'll definitely i'll get this out as ASAP, so that I yeah. can have the link in there and then people can Absolutely. get on board and take advantage of being part of that. But I will tell everybody, just make sure that you go check out you.com, right? Uh,
1: yes. Well, the Facebook group is DynamoU.com.
0: DynamoU.com. Okay.
1: <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, to my Shopify store, it's DynamoStraps.com. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. So- Definitely go and check out his group because I'm sure all the links and the information is there too. So um, they can start getting that right away. Um, Mm. But I will put the the link in the comments. And I want to just ask everybody here that's watching and listening to do me a solid. And go ahead and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to at the moment or watching at the moment. And let's get more people involved so that people like you, Lewis, can get in front of even more people and make a bigger difference. Because I know that's what you want in your life is to make a big difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's really so simple to want to share, want to help and Um, you know, just seeing myself go through this transformation as a new business owner and then seeing other people participate. It's, it's like community for me is, 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 is like magic.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way too. I love, I love the communities. All right. So thank you uh, so much for being here. Do you have any one, any last words of wisdom or anything you want to leave anybody with? Or do you feel like you're, you're complete? Um,
1: yeah, I think just being, um, yourself and knowing that um, there's a lot of places, for example, at DynamoU.com, for example, uh, there's just so much positivity and it's really um, getting involved in a community that wants to support, wants to uh, share, grow, learn. And uh, I know that for myself, it was um, this is something that I wanted to create because I really wanted to see this in the world and i now that it's here and i see people um just engaging it's it's like i just want more people to like experience it and i think uh one way to start is really tapping into like yourself and then uh realizing that um being with people and a community that is just there to support and not it can be just like, you know, just giving you a comment and supporting you being uh, motivational is is, is definitely um, something that I want people. So um, that's kind of my last take, I think. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, before we sign off, I want to let everybody know that my group is Make Lasting Change, that if anybody that wants to be part of my group where we talk more about um, getting rid of the diet mentality. Um, We don't do the movements challenges like you do. So um, I may have you come in and talk to my group for that, because my thing is just just walk, dance, whatever the heck you want to do as long as you're moving. Right. Just the best exercise is the one you're going to do. So um, but I help people, women primarily to ditch the diets and start eating to thrive and with joy and peace and relaxation around food. And so you can join my group by going to Vickypool.com and answer the questions to get into the group. And I would love to have you there. So it has been such a pleasure and I appreciate you so much taking the time out of your evening to get on here and have this conversation with me.
1: Thank you so very much, Vicky. It's been a pleasure. And if, yeah, if you guys um, invite me to your group, I would be happy to um, just participate and help and learn and grow at the same time.
0: All right, perfect. So good night, everybody.